Is there a word from the Lord? Our scripture reading this morning, we're asking you to turn to the Old Testament book of Malachi. Malachi, the church, third chapter, verses 1 through 7. Malachi, third chapter, verses 1 through 7. Our scripture reads this morning, Behold, I will send a messenger, and he shall prepare the way before me, and the Lord whom he seeks shall suddenly come into his temple, even the messenger of the covenant, whom ye delight in. Behold, he shall come, saith the Lord of hosts, uh, but... Who may abide in the day of his coming, and who shall stand in his appearance? For he is like a refiner's fire, like a full of soap, and he shall sit as a refiner, as a purifier of silver. And he shall purify the sons of Levi, purge them as gold and silver, that they may offer unto the Lord an offering of righteousness. Then shall the offering of Judah and Jerusalem be pleasant in the Lord, as in the days of old, as in former years. And I will come near to you in judgment, and I will be swift witness against the sorcerers, against the adulterers, and against false swearers, and against those who oppress the heroine in their wages, the widow and the fatherless, and, and turn aside the stranger from his right, and fear not me, saith the Lord of hosts. For I am the Lord, I change not, therefore ye sons of Jacob are not consumed, even from the days of your father. Ye are gone away from mine ordinances and have not kept them. Return unto me, and I will return unto you, saith the Lord of hosts. But ye said, Wherein shall we return? May the Lord bless the reading and the hearing of his holy and his righteous word. Since the beginning of the social distancing and the stay-at-home orders mandated by the government, so many of our churches seem uh, to be out of place and not realizing that God is wherever we are. He said where two or three come together, he'll be in the midst. Whether it's a parking lot, whether it's online, whether we are uh, over our conference line, if we are coming together in the name of the Lord, he promised that he would be in our midst. But somehow we've seen foreign to serving God because we can't come together. We can't meet in our building. And, and, and they carry the name of the church as the church of the living God, but when we closely examine many of our churches, we've become like social clubs that rather than the body of believers. And if we are the true church of Christ, we should reflect the character of, of Christ in the way that we live and, and the way that we treat others and, and not specifically uh, where we meet or how, how, how we come together. Our, our past few lessons in Sunday school taught us to how, how uh, uh, set apart we should be and, and how holy in our behavior we should be in exemplifying the character of God. And just as God commanded Moses and the children of Israel, remember the Sabbath day and keep it holy, we too, under that same dispensation of Christ, we are his Sabbath. And, and we should be set apart and holy to reflect uh, the character of God uh, in, uh, through our Jesus Christ, our Lord. And though we are called to be set apart, many churches have... Uh, invested or invited the world to come in and, and instead of being uh, inviting uh, to the spirit of God in the way that we live we should take close examination of our atmosphere that we are presenting to God and those uh, that come 
in to make it an inviting spirit of God in hope that we would be able to draw them and God will be able to dwell and we will be able to tarry with him until Christ comes again. So as we look at Malachi, uh, the third chapter, verses 1 through 7, today I want to talk to you on the subject, has God left the building? Has God left the building? Let us pray. Father God, we just thank you, Lord, that gave for this opportunity to come. But, but as we come, Lord, we ask that you would just, Lord, your dear servant in the deep well of our salvation. Touch my lips where I may be able to boldly say those things you have laid upon my heart. That I may be able to stand, O oh, Heavenly Father, to be able to live in my life as an example and a character that is representative of you. Lord, we thank you, Lord, and we praise you. In Christ Jesus' name we do pray. May the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in thy sight, my our Lord and our Savior and our Redeemer. Amen. Has God left the building? Malachi 3rd chapter. Has God left the building? You know, many Christians are struggling with the fact that we had to leave our buildings and to worship during this pandemic and considering the possibility that God has already left the building. He, 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 he may have already left. Our churches have become the social arenas instead of the houses of prayer. You remember when Jesus cast out the money changers in the temple that day, those traders. And, and many times uh, the churches have become prosperity pedals in our churches instead of trying to save souls. They, telling about how good life is and how you should be prosperous in your life and instead of telling souls that are lost that they need to accept Jesus Christ Jesus says it's written that my house have been, that's called the house of prayer have become a den of thieves and you know peddling everything peddling prayer cloths and northern oils and holy waters and, 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 and aprons and handkerchiefs and perverted doctrines that sell out the gospel of Jesus Christ. Many churches have uh, peddled many things we, millions of dollars and Huge edifices and jets and boats and planes and, and, and while the poor are suffering and, and they are not tended to it or ministered to. And just because you have a large, magnificent edifice does not mean that God is in the building. Uh, I, I know I'm hurting some folk right now, but I, I'm just trying to help us to see that you got to look at things from the proper spe- perspective. And, you know, let, let, let's ask the question uh, 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 during this uh, uh, virus pandemic, we need to, has God been? in our house? Has God been in our life? And I would say yes. Just because we were not in the building have not left God out of our lives. He's been part of us in, in our equation and you know, and, and we have to have a close worship with him. So maybe some really wasn't in his was was not the house that God had chosen anyway. See, somehow we we think that just because we build a church and put a sign on the outside and call it the church, that we expect that that's God's house. God's house got to be where His Spirit resides. And if His Spirit is not residing in the house, maybe it won't His house anyway. Uh, I'm, I'm just saying. I'm just trying to help. You know, we always talk about when when Elvis Presley was go to a concert and all of a sudden when the concert ended, they said, "Has Elvis?" left the building. Somehow we, we, we come to the point of realizing that somehow as we look at our churches today, we're wondering, has God left the building? Has, has God left the building because our behavior does not reflect the behavior that God expects. His character is not reflected in the way that we live, in the way we serve others. You know, there's this poem that I learned when I was growing up as a kid. It says that if Jesus came to your house, it says that if Jesus came to your house to, to spend a day or two, if he 
came unexpected. I wonder what you do. I know you give your nicest room to such an honored guest and all the food you serve to him would be your very best. And if you would keep on assuring him, you'd be glad to have him there, but serving him in your own home would be joy beyond compare. But when you saw him coming, would you meet him at the door or with arms I stretched and welcome to a heavenly visitor? Or would you have to change your clothes before you let him in? Or would you have to hide some magazines and put the Bible where they've been? And would you turn off the radio and hope he hadn't heard? Wish he hadn't uttered that last loud nasty word? And would you hide the worldly music and put a hymn book out? Could you let Jesus walk right in or would you rush him about? I wonder if the Savior spent a day or two with you. Would you go right on doing the things you always do? Would you do go right on saying the things you always say? Or would life continue as it does day by day? Would your family conversation keep its usual pace? Or would you find it hard each meal to say a table's grace? Or would you sing the songs you always sing and, and read the books you read? Or would you know that the things which you your mind and spirit said, would you take Jesus everywhere you would go? Or would you make and change your plans just for a day or so? Would you be glad to have him to meet your closest friends? Or would you hope they stayed away till his visit ends? Would you be glad to have him stay forever and on and on? Or would you sigh with great relief when his last day was gone? It's mighty interesting to know the things that you would do if Jesus Christ in person came to spend some time with you. That was a poem that we learned and implied that, that God has a right to come and he has a right to leave. He has a right to return. He has a right to stay away from your house. Depending upon the atmosphere that is introduced into your house. What makes the atmosphere right for God to reside at your house? Uh, does it welcome Jesus to spend some time with you? You can't hide stuff. You can't put away stuff just because you think he's coming. He's aware of that. God knows your heart. He knows everything. The question we must ask is the atmosphere in our house conducive to his presence being there or not. We, we can't assume that just because we call a church a church that God's presence is dwelling in that place and the atmosphere of the church must be that it invites the spirit of God to come in to be able to be in a place. You know, James asked the question, you know, he said that there's a fountain since for both sweet and bitter water. Huh? The same about God's spirit and an ungodly spirit. Both cannot dwell and preside in the same place. You know, we used to say back in the day that, that not, uh, God don't dwell in an unclean temple. I know there is no specific Bible verse that says that, but it does relate to that. God will not dwell where his spirit uh, will, is not conducive to be in. When I see and feel the spirit that is in many of our churches today, many of our believers today, I wonder whether has God left the building. And the question I'm asking today is one that has been asked down through the centuries and introduced himself way back in the garden by Adam. And the Bible says that and he heard a voice of God walking in the garden uh, in the cool of the day. And Adam and his wife hid themselves from the presence of God amongst the trees of the garden. And ever since sin has entered the world, a wall of enmity has been put up between man and God that it inhabits us uh, from communion with God at all times.
some of us, and that sometimes in my life, sometimes in your life, God's presence, His Spirit cannot dwell because we are not conducive to the Spirit of God always in our lives. Let's be real about that. I know God is ever present, I know, but He said that He cannot commune in such places that sometimes our hearts are at. You know, we got to admit that. Then Genesis 3, 23 and 24 said, Therefore God has sent him forth in the garden to till the ground and it was taken. And he drove out the man and he placed him east in the eating of the garden and cherubims and flaming sword had turned him away to keep away from the tree of life. See, sin drove us from the presence of God. And, and it remains a barrier to us today until that rail was, veil was rent into the temple when the, uh, Jesus Christ was crucified. You know, even though God drove us from his presence... He invites us uh, to come back again in full fellowship with him through our darling son, Jesus Christ. For 2,000 years, the invitation has been out so that we can come back to him. But some of us have refused the invitation. Uh, 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 But many today refuse the invitation to allow Christ to come back in, and it keeps God from having a place in our hearts. Even many churches in our day and age have refused to to let him in. Mm -hmm. Uh, And it seems like God has left the building. Uh, God said that he will not reside there if it's not conducive to his spirit. So we come to our text, we find the minor prophet Malachi, he addressing the atmosphere in the church and that's absent from the spirit that is conducive to the presence of God and and, and, and the letter of Malachi is a prophetic book, but it gives us a relevant word for today. Our text says, Behold, I will send my messenger, and he shall prepare the way before me. And, and the Lord whom he seek shall suddenly come into the temple, and even the messenger in the covenant whom ye delight in. Behold, he shall come, saith the Lord of hosts. But who may abide in the day of his coming? And who shall stand when he appears? For he is like a refiner of soap and a full of soap. And he shall be a refiner and a purifier of silver. And he purifies the sons of Levi and purge them as silver or gold and silver. And that they may offer unto the Lord an offering of righteousness. Then shall the offering of Judah and Jerusalem be pleasant unto the Lord. And in the days of old and in former years, and I will come near to you in judgment, and I will be swift witness against the sorcerers, against the adulterers, against false swearers, against all adulterers and false swearers and, and against all that oppressed the hero and, and her, his wages and the widow and fatherless and turn aside the stranger from the right and fear not me saith the Lord of hosts for I am the Lord I change not therefore ye sons of Jacob are not consumed here is the prophecy of them appearing uh, the John the Baptist coming as, as the harbinger the forerunner announcing the coming of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ he will prepare the way by calling men to repentance. The Messiah has been called and he said he that should come is now shortly he shall come again. He is the messenger he is the one of of our covenant that has given unto us those that seek God shall find pleasure in him and often when uh, not looked for. The Lord uh, Jesus prepares the sinner's heart to be his temple and by the ministry of the word and the conviction of his spirit. No hypocrite or formalist can endure the doctrine or stand before his 
separate between the precious and the vile. He shall be a refiner and by his gospel shall purify and reform his church. And by his work he's to regenerate and to cleanse our souls. What sin did do to separate us from God now can be restored through our darling son Jesus Christ. He will take away the dross, all of the mess that our lives have been producing. God will wash it away and clean us up. He'll separate us from the corruption that we have. He'll render us that we're worthless, useful again. And, and then those temptations that we've had, that he will refine like gold. He will make sure that it's not intense or long and that needful to make sure that we could last. You know what he said in the word? He said that he will not put a temptation on us that we won't able to bear. Christ will, by in, uh, interceding for us, make us acceptable unto God. And if we fail to fear God, uh, uh, anything good, it cannot be expected in our life. If we have no fear of God, there's no need of expecting the blessings of God. He says that God does not change. He's unchangeable. And we have to be able to live our life. When we have no fear for God, that he will come in and do his will in our lives. That, that, and, 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 and no one can get away. Our scripture says that he'll come in. The Lord is not an enemy to us, but he is an enemy to sin. He will not allow himself to be in the presence of sin. When we may apply those things into our life that we'll be able to receive and invite the presence of God in our lives, God will be there. But if sin is forever present in our life, those who have been called uh, followers of Jesus Christ, if we continue to live in sin in our life, God's presence can always be there for us. He won't remain near us if we continue to sin and refuse to change in our lives. Because of our sin, even Jesus will sometimes let us know that our sin is forever. Oh, excuse me for a minute. Our internet slowed down for a little bit, but we're trying to get back on board. Yeah. Because of our sin, even Jesus on our side, it seems like sometimes God has left us because of the the difficulties that we are dealing with in our lives. He, his presence not sometimes is, is not where 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 we are at in our personal life that we'll find him always there by our side. So I know it's hard to think that God will leave us, but He said uh, that His word is has to be true. Paul told the church at Corinth. Not to be equally loked, but with unbelievers. For what fellowship is unrighteousness with righteousness? And what communion has light with darkness? So let's add it up. If righteousness has no fellowship with unrighteousness, what fellowship has God with us if we are living an unrighteous life? If the atmosphere is not right, he can't stand.
and, and he can't stay in us. The Bible says that, that, that God can't lie, ain't it? Ain't that what it said? So we don't want to think that God will leave us when we are living in any kind of way. We don't want to think that we hate that. But we, we don't get it twisted. You, you know what the word said. He said that he'll never leave us nor forsake us. And, but then, but you didn't read all of it. He said that even from the days of your fathers, ye are gone away from my ordinances and have not kept them. So it's amazing how we expect God to do his part, but we don't want to end up doing our part. We, we want God to be with us and near us, but, but all the time that we are not always near him in the way that we live. Even from the days of your father and your mothers, we he said you went away disobeying my command, but, but then you expected God to bless you anyway, huh? Come on. Uh, that, did, did, that didn't keep none of his commandments and, and all the way back, and but you expected God to do his thing. See, isn't it amazing how we expect God to do his thing, but when we don't want to do our thing. Come on. Huh? See, I... I, I, I I know sometimes we get it confused about it, but I know the song says that he's there all the time, but we let's not get it twisted. He ain't with us when we acting like a devil, huh? When, when he ain't with us when we acting crazy. He's not with us when we're living in sin. He, he's not with us even sometime in our churches when we are operating outside of his will. So I ask the question, has God left the building? God will not reign with us if we are not living according to his will. He, he's ever present. He no, he, he's, he, he's there watching over us, but his communion is not in full fellowship Amen. when we're not living according to his will. Let, we got to be real about that. Come on. Then finally, Malachi makes it plain. Yes. Our text says, return unto me, and I'll return unto you, mm -hmm. says the Lord of hosts. See, that, that, that's my thesis right there. Uh, return unto me, and I'll return unto you. See, isn't it amazing that you left? Mm -hmm. So I left. Mm -hmm. You left, so he left. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. If you return, I'll return. Mm -hmm. huh? You left first, but in, and even though you left first, but if you just return, everything would be all right. Mm -hmm. huh? They they had to become so 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 per perverse in in the, in, in, the, in the way they treated God that he had to leave. You know, I hate to tell you, church, we we become so perverse that maybe God had to leave, and and, and that's why we're in the shape that we're in now, huh? He he. he Come with us. 
is our response. He knows our heart. He shows great uh, 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 love for us so that we can turn back to him. He shows us that it's sin in our life. His word tells us where our wrongness is. The yeah. only thing we have to do is to receive it into our heart. He sends out an earnest call to, to turn our lives around, to make us uh, suitable so his presence can be in our life. Amen. God must be served in the first place. In the interest of our souls, we ought to serve him. Our church covenant said, above every organization of human origin. That means everything. So why is it that everything comes before God? Everything comes before us serving God. If he is above every organization of human origin, that means it's got to be everything. So let us trust God to provide us for our comfort. The God has a blessing ready for us. Through the weakness of our faith, he said that he will give us strength. Yeah. The, the narrowness of our desires, he'll make room for us. Yeah. That God will receive us. And for that reason, God may have left the building so that we can come to a place of really realizing Jesus. that we really need him into our life. Jesus. I know the song Jesus has left the building says that there's a big crowd gathered at first church. Mm-hmm. They're dressed up and looking so fine. They lean forward in his pews to hear the good news and get a handle on God's design. Come on. But outside the need just keep on getting greater. Mm-hmm. In a sick old world tired and sore. Mm-hmm. Back inside give praise but God must be amazed when they don't look beyond the door. Because God has left the building. Uh, this song speaks volumes about the human condition that we have inside and outside of our church. We got folk right up in your church that is doing bad off right now. And we so up it is, we don't care about them. We don't look to the left or to the right. We look so inwardly at ourselves that we fail to realize that maybe somebody right beside us that needs some help right now. We so caught up in the doing church that, that most of the time we haven't realized that when God has left the building. You know, I know Jesus said, upon this rock I'll build my church and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. But but, but, but it must be built on the rock. Yeah. It's got to be built on the rock for him to stay there. You know, he said that if you build the rock, the church on sand, it'll what? It'll sink and wash away. But you want to be able to build it upon the rock for him to abide there. Amen. The chorus of this same poem that I read, that same song, it says that back inside some people keep on waiting and praying that he would come down but Jesus has left the building he's out spreading his love all around see until we the church start spreading the love of God around that that maybe God ain't in the building but if we truly got God in the house if we truly got Jesus in the building we'll start spreading some love around we'll start loving those that so easily and so uh, uh, use us those that that use us in spite of how we treat them. Amen. God is looking for a church that, that will come and love folks in spite of those that despitefully use us. Love them anyway. Our call is to evangelize and minister to hurting folk. Spread the gospel all around. We can't be selfish in our gospel. We can't love some folk and hate others. We can't be able to preach to some folk but won't preach to others. But we are in denial. It's just like the old Jews were in the time of Malachi. The word of us, the God is telling us to return unto me. Mm-hmm. And I'll return unto you. 
Thank you, Lord. See, that's the book. God left them because of the way that they were living. Their behavior caused God to leave them. But God told them that if you return unto me, I'll return unto you. Amen. He left the building. He left the church waiting for us to return doing what he had called us to do. He called us to go into all the earth. Preach the gospel. Huh? Heal the sick. Huh? Mend the brokenhearted. To, to, to set the captives free. God didn't tell us to do church the way we do in church. God is trying to let us know that if we continue to do as we've been doing, that he'd leave the building. And a church without God is nothing but a social club. I'm just trying to help us. We got to get on board for order for God's presence and power and our glory to be in our churches. We wonder why we have no power because God ain't in the building. We wonder why we are not healing any people. He may not be in the building. We're not delivering any people. He may not be in the building. We're not saving any souls. He, he may not be in the building. I'm, I'm just trying to let us know that maybe God has left the building. We put everything above him. We put everything uh, uh, under given to us. God has told us that he will be doing greater works than we have done because he has sent us the spirit. The Holy Spirit shall be in our churches today, but we have to have a right spirit. He says that if you return unto me, I'll return unto you. So he's left the building waiting for us to return unto him and do what he has called us to do. Good news is he'll come back. Yes, he will. He'll come back, but it depends on us coming back. Yes. Don't 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 get caught up into thinking that we're doing everything that we're supposed to do. We're not. Come on. We we have some weaknesses. We have some things that we've left undone. Mm-hmm. We need to be about our Father's business to do the work that He's called us to do. Mm-hmm. God bless you today. We've had some technical problems. Is going in and out and but I hope that the message will go across to you that God has a desire that he wants us to be in his presence mm-hmm. where two or three will come together he would abide with us yes. but we got to come together yes. the power of the upper room on Pentecost mm-hmm. did not happen because the room was full mm-hmm. y'all listen to me now the power of God on Pentecost did not happen because the room was full. He said that when they came in one accord, when we come together, when we come back to God, come together, the power of God can work in our churches and then we'll be able to do the greater works that he called us to do. He said that every man heard in his own voice and 3,000 souls were saved that day because they came in one accord. So I'm asking Piney Hill Baptist Church, 320 Slap Creek Road, Amherst, Virginia, let's come together. Let's be one body in Christ. Let's invite God to come back into our churches so that we can have the power to be able to go out and do the work that he has called us to do. God bless you today and may heaven ever smile upon you. God bless you. Let us pray. Father God, we do thank you today. We thank you, Heavenly Father, for this opportunity to come. And we pray, God, that you would just continue to bless us. 
continue to help us, O Heavenly Father, live according to your word. We invite your spirit to come back in, Lord. We have changed our ways. We, we know that we need you. We know that we cannot live without you. So we are blessing you right now. We are lifting up holy hands, Lord, asking that you would just come see about us. We invite you to come into our lives that we can have the full power of your word working in our lives. Lord, we are thanking you for all that you have done in us and through us. We bless you and we praise you. In Christ Jesus' name we do pray. Let the household of faith say amen. We invite you to get to know Jesus Christ as your personal Savior. If you do not know him, he, he says that I stand at the door and knock. He invites you to come in. He says that if you would come in, he will sup with you and you with him. So his desire is that none be lost. So if there is one in our hearing audience tonight, this morning, excuse me, I would like to invite you to get to know him. God loves us all. He wants us all to be saved. So we invite you to get to know him. We're going to prepare now for our communion service. God says to us to be able to come together, to break bread together. And once we break bread together, we'll be able to commune with him. So this is one way of bringing God back into the house. He said, because many die because we have not taken of the bread of life. But we take the bread of life today. So our scripture reads, For I have received the Lord that which I have delivered unto you, that the Lord Jesus, that same night in which he was betrayed, he took bread. And when he had given thanks, he brake it. He said, Take, eat, this is my body which is broken for you. This do in remembrance of me. In the same manner he took the cup, and when he had supped, he said, The cup of the New Testament in my blood. This do you as often you drink it in remembrance of me. As often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, you show for the Lord's death till he come. Wherefore, whosoever shall eat this bread and drink this cup of the Lord unworthily, shall be guilty of the body and the blood of the Lord. But let a man examine himself, and let him eat of this bread and drink of that cup. For he that didn't drink his unworthily shall be eating and drinking damnation to himself, not discerning the Lord's body. For this cause many are weak and sickly among you, and many sleep. For we are judge ourselves, we shall not be judged. But when we are judged, we are chastened of the Lord, that we shall not be condemned with the world. For for my brethren, when ye come together to eat, turn one for another. And if any man hunger, let him eat at home, that ye come not together unto condemnation. And the rest will I set in order when I come. So we ask you this morning to prepare your juice and your bread so that we can partake of his word. He said in the word, he said, this, this is the bread. This is, that represents my body. This is the juice that represents my blood. Father God, we ask your blessings upon the bread and the juice that it represents your body and your blood. We sanctify it right now in the name of Jesus. So he says, take, eat. The bread represents his body. Let us eat together. The juice represents his blood. Let us drink together. They said in the scriptures that they sung a hymn. And they went up into the mountain of 
We don't have the Mount of Olives, but we do have the hedges and the highways. We should go out and let the world know about the saving blood of Jesus Christ. We got to tell the old, old story that Jesus lived. I know it was the blood. Listen to wisdom our Sunday school lesson said And today we need to invite God to come back into our house Especially in our hearts And if he come into our hearts he said that he will dwell there God shall not dwell in an unclean temple But if he says that this temple is the, this body is the temple of the Lord That we should sanctify it, cleanse us And make it where God will be able to come in again and commune with us God bless you today, may heaven have a smile upon you Have a wonderful day be blessed in the Lord. God bless you. Amen. Amen. Oh, thank you.